This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI Audio, the place where blind people talk tech. to another Double Tap Canada. We're going a bit crazy this week. Uh, so I found some theme tunes. You might have guessed. Tim Schwartz is here from Life After Blindness. Hi, Tim. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm and, good. Uh, theme songs, wow. <laughs> yeah, the budget's gone up by a pound. Or a dollar, I should say. Uh, Sean Priest. <laughs> so UK, aren't I? Mind you, we won't have that for long, I suppose. We probably should hold on to the dear memory of the pound. Uh, Sean Priest from Manchester, England is here. Hello. Hello, Stephen. You've got far too much time on your hands. Do you know, I wish I did, but honestly, I did. I found a folder on my computer full of theme tunes. I bought like six discs. I, yeah, actually bought six discs of theme tunes. Sorry, sorry, let me say that again. You've got too much money on your hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so, too, yeah, yeah. For, for that reason, I am going a bit crazy this week. Um, and, yeah, I've got some theme tunes, so uh, you're going to hear more of those as we go along today on yeah, yeah. Uh, Double Tap. <laughs> um, right, look, I, this show is going to be a bit wild today because um, I didn't plan this one. I was out of the country for a while and unfortunately had to uh, not be around uh, due to a family bereavement. So there, laugh that one up, Priest. Oh, well, that's totally... Sorry for your loss. Thanks. So, yeah, we've uh, we've been... <laughs> we've uh, basically left it to you two to sort out this week. So if you don't like the show this week, you can blame Tim Sean, Schwartz Tim. and Sean Priest, okay? Just putting that out there. It's going to be a beauty... Okay, well, what's on it then? Because I don't know. You guys set oh, it up. Jam-packed. The audio description rant rumbles on. It, again, they mucked it up. This is an interesting one. Tim Schwartz, um, your country. What have you done to audio description? <laughs> what have I done? Oh, my gosh. Don't blame me. I, I'm trying my best to fight the good fight every single week so I can watch Star Trek Picard properly, but... You well, know. it didn't it work sounds out. like you've been shouting a lot, Tim. I got yeah. to say. <laughs> you've been shouting been, at your television. <laughs> it sounds like I've been shouting. The, the truth is, my body, I think, is attempting to um, overtake me and kill me. Right. Um, so my, my throat is a little scratchy this week, but I, I will I will get through it. But yes, uh, we are we are having some audio description problems with a popular show here in the U.S. Well, uh, before you obviously you know, pass on, which would be, is obviously going to be tragic when that happens. Um, you know, if we can maybe talk a little bit about Star Trek Picard. I know I'm so selfish. I know I'm selfish, but, you know, I yeah, just... Before I completely keel over and die, let's get the show over with, and then I can die. Is that what you're saying? In an hour's yes. time, you do what you like, right? What you do oh, in okay. your time is up to you. But look, right now Perfect. we're on the Thank show. You, We've so got to get on with this. Uh, so, yeah, well, listen, we've got so much to talk about on the show. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, I believe we're also going to be talking, and this I know this is very uh, something that's well up your street, Tim, and that is the uh, uh, Script Talk app, I think it's called. This is all to do with medication. Is that right? Yeah, this is fantastic. So Script Talk is uh, a, an app that is uh, an app by Envision America. We've actually talked a little bit about them in the past, and they, they've been expanding all over the U.S., and now they have expanded quite uh, in a quite big way 
in Canada. So we'll talk about that partnership coming up later too. And Sean, you get all excited. I heard you talking with Dave Brown on uh, now uh, with Dave Brown on AMI Audio about uh, Twitter getting alt text uh, for animated gifs. What is a gif? I just, I'm asking that question because I'm, I really want to know you because you stumbled over that answer so much on now with Dave I, Brown. I know. I was like, I don't know. I'll make something up. <laughs> I don't know what one is for, either, if I'm honest with you. I I've no looked idea. it up now. Okay. It's graphics interchange format. So it's just another way to yes. store images on your computer, like a JPEG or a bitmap. That's it. Simple as that. But of course, with GIFs, you can get animated GIFs and it stores a sequence of images in one file and plays them back like a short video. There you go. Now I know the answer. And it is GIF, not GIF. So for any of you people out there thinking that, well, just that's don't what do you it. say. It yeah. is GIF. Well, that's the endless you know, argument, isn't it? Yeah, it's the age-old argument, GIF or GIF, but it, I believe it's GIF. And Sean is definitely age-old, that is for sure. Uh, right, look, we've got uh, Mark here with the emails as well. We're going to dive right in, Mark, because I know there's lots of emails to get through, and in particular, it is audio description that is leading the conversation this week. So, Mark, the first email, if you don't mind. Our first email is from Thomas. Hi, guys. Hey, yes, I totally agree. Even if people don't use audio description, then they should certainly stand up with the rest of us and support the need for more audio description. Here, here. So I have a few comments. As we pay for more and more TV services, why should we have to put up with a third-rate service? If there was no picture or some locations had an outage, then people would get a refund. So we need to speak out. Why should we pay and get a lesser service? My other comment is a more international comment. Why is it that audio description can be on a movie shown in the USA, but not available, say, in the UK? The same movie or series is being shown, but the audio description track is not available. When you look at the number of titles, say, in the USA on Netflix or other providers, and then look at those in other countries, then you'll see there are quite a few different numbers of titles. Somehow we need to have a higher profile for audio description, and it's being seen as a norm and not as a nice-to-have or an add-on. Many thanks. Regards, Thomas from New Zealand. Thank you, Thomas. Yes, round of applause for him Absolutely. on that one. Absolutely. Hooray, yeah. This is the, 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 the crux of what we were saying last week that you know the problem is that you have audio description available in some countries not others new zealand seems to really be behind on this and I, i'm kind of surprised at that because i always thought new zealand people were sensible people uh so get us sorted new zealand will you this is just <laughs> they ridiculous were okay that's that's a different conversation i think you've been watching their own movies if i'm honest with wow. you wow you you need audio description my friend um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it is, it is the age-old problem. And of course, in this uh, week, of course, with uh, Star Trek Picard, which has been leading our conversation on this uh, pretty much, not just on this show, but on other shows I host, and I know you guys have been talking about it as well, um, you know, the, the, the Star Trek Picard series finally getting audio description. I think last week, Tim, you said that one of the episodes, the first episode, had terrible AD. It was all uh, screechy and loud and distorted. And then we get to episode three of Star Trek Picard, and uh, there's an AD track on it, but that's it. Well, w- well, actually, let, let, let me take a step back there, Stephen, because each week has been an odyssey and an adventure of what, <laughs> if anything, will we get next? Yeah. In the first week, we got audio description, I think, three or four days after the episode was launched. Yes, that's right, yeah. The, the second week, the audio description track was there from day one, but it was hissing and scratchy and staticky and compressed sounding. And so it was very difficult to listen to. Uh, like, 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 like Sean in the morning. Yes, ex- exactly. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Week three, 
you could select an audio description track, but when you selected it over the original, just regular, you know, standard track, there was no sound at all. So no audio description, no show, no actors, no sound, no nothing. It was totally silent. And now here week four, we have audio description. It's there from moment one, but all the audio is in the left channel. There's no audio oh, in the right channel. Come on. No way. <laughs> what is going and, on here? And they've broken the home screen with voiceover on my iPhone. Uh, all the shows just, they're, they're just gone. So they're yeah, doing it on um, purpose now. Yeah, they're just messing with us now. So yeah, when I, I launched it actually, uh, you know, earlier today when they launched episode four, I'm like, okay, let's go. This is going to be great. They're going to get it right. Well, they got it right. It's just all stuck in the left channel. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? And so here's the interesting thing. The UK, I was moaning about from our perspective in the UK last week. We finally get AD. Hurrah! It finally arrives on Amazon Prime, which is where we get uh, the show from. In the States, it's CBS All Access. Yep. And obviously, it's Sci-Fi Channel in Canada and it's from CTV. But um, I checked episode three. As soon as I read this on Twitter, uh, and the fact that it had no, tra- no, well, no soundtrack, really. Uh, it was just the audio description yep. track uh, on episode three. I checked. And ours is fine. But it seems to be the same Boo. voice. That's my understanding of it. It's the same voice. It's not like we're doing it ourselves over here. No, no. It's just one track that everything is using, I think. Yeah. I, I have no idea why they keep getting well, it wrong over at CBS. I do believe that the person doing the audio description in Canada is different. I had a friend of mine tell me that uh, the person doing it on the Sci-Fi channel is different. So I oh, think well, they're getting a different person yeah. in Canada. But yeah, you're right. For the US and, uh, and uh, UK, is actually a gentleman by the name of Roy Samuels- Samuelson, if I can say his name easily. Uh, Roy Samuelson. And yeah, I mean, he, he is the, audio, uh, the person doing the audio description. And it's there. As a matter of fact, I found that that he does record it plenty ahead of time. Yeah. So it's not like they're doing it week to week. He does get it and records it early, and uh, they have it. It's just a matter of implementing it. I just think it's crazy. Let's get another email on this because I know there's lots of emails coming in and voicemails as well this week on the subject of audio description. So, Mark, what's our second email? Here's Rocky from Toronto, Ontario. Hey, Stephen, Sean, Tim. Bravo to all of you for an excellent rant about audio description inconsistency. It's truly sad that more progress has not been made towards availability of audio description worldwide across all platforms. On a positive note, I've been quite pleased with the amount of described TV programming now available to me due to the latest Canadian regulations requiring broadcasters to present shows with description every day between 7 and 11 p.m. Now, if only the quality were better in some cases and late-night programs were also included on a more regular basis. But overall, the situation in Canada is much improved since I wrote my own rant, you a couple years ago in response to your AD piracy discussion. I think you guys hit all the right notes on this week's show in terms of promoting continued advocacy by the community for consistent, timely, and universal availability. Like you, I've noticed that Netflix provides some of the best quality description, and I also share your concern with the relative lack of described content on demand. Finally, count me in on supporting the idea of a Marrakesh-style international agreement to ensure streamlined international access to audio description tracks available to broadcasters whenever or wherever they're needed. Keep fighting the good fight on accessibility and providing lots of laughs along the way. Your loyal listener, Rocky. Oh, thank you, Rocky. Yeah, thank I you. totally agree on that one. I mean, that's exactly what we want. We just want 
consistency here. I don't think it's a lot to ask. Is it a lot to ask? Honestly, <laughs> I don't even care about ridiculous. the quality. I want quantity. No, I That's care about I the want. quality. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, well, that can that can come later. At the minute, no. I want more, more, more mm. shows described. Oh yeah. So let's imagine for a second, right? That oh, Star is. Trek okay. Picard has uh, launched, and the soundtrack is all you know gritty and horrible and you know the audio's not right you know, do you think people would be happy with that of course they wouldn't be they'd be disgusted it'd be disgraceful it wouldn't happen so that's why is it okay happen. that we get the quality that's garbage oh great i can barely hear it or my no, my ears are I bleeding but you know i don't mean no, it. stop it stop it now i don't mean the audio quality <laughs> i just mean I'm the sorry, quality Sean. of the description itself i you know the, as as tim said the picard audio was written way in advance. I, di- I didn't think they would do it, you know, as a, as a knee-jerk reaction to us complaining. It was done in advance, so it, it should be good. So I don't care, really, about the quality of it. I just want it available. <sighs> no, I'm sorry. I care about the quality of it. Yeah. I mean, yes, I do agree. I want it as widely available as possible, but I don't mm. want to sit through several scenes where mm. the, the person doing the narration isn't saying anything or they say very little I, I do believe we can have both and we've had both. I mean, the description for Star Trek Picard when, when we have it and it works and it's not staticky and awful or missing um, when or we've the had left it, channel or right. The fully on the left <laughs> channel or no channels whatsoever. Um, the person that wrote the script for it and, and then the you know, person narrating it is fantastic. It gives great information. There's a lot of things that I would have never known. I mean, I have watched almost every episode without description and in some cases then had to go to YouTube and find, you know, those spoiler videos they do or like, oh yeah, here's the spoiler review of this show. Yeah. I've had yeah. to do that after watching it with no description in some cases to make sure what I, you know, about what I missed and then finally mm. get the description later and, and be able to watch it. But the nuance that someone who narrates can bring to a show where we can't see it. You know, they're saying something that's going on on the screen that someone cited could see and understand that nuance. Even if it's a simple, something as simple as a look between the characters that might tell you a lot, quite honestly, or, you know, the very first season of, of, or I'm sorry, the very first episode of season one here, there was several things in the first two minutes that if you hadn't, didn't have that described to you, you lost out on a lot of the building of the plot of the show. I, I mean, I and watched. So, I, I was with you. I, yeah. I watched the first couple of minutes of it. That's as far as I got before I well, we had ED, and I couldn't make head nor tail as to what was going on. This is nothing unusual watching television. I'm a bit like this anyway. Well, I'm, I'm not a smart say, person, yeah. but what I will say is that it's it's just for me. It, I think the quality is key here, and and the thing is, Sean, it's interesting because Netflix have mm. done it with the quality. They I think have. they've got it bang on. Yeah, they, and they're consistent. So I yep. just, I almost think that that is the standard we need to set. As blind people, we need to say, everything has to be Netflix standard. If you get it to that standard, we're happy. Yes, I will go with that. Yeah, that is the benchmark. But I'm thinking more terrestrial TV or over-the-air <laughs> TV, something like soap operas or things like that, you know? I don't mind the quality on that so much. When it comes to streaming services and uh, highly produced shows, and of course that should be part of the production, the AD track, all the way through. But it's all about legislation. As Rocky said, you know, let's get that number up. The percentage Mm. that needs to be audio described by legislation, being 10% or even 20% is ridiculous now. Let's get that number up. Why isn't it 50%? 
and also should be at least 50 and yeah. i know in some places they're saying now uh, i think canada's is getting into this as well is you know primetime programming from like 7 p.m to 11 p.m basically everything has to be described and that is at minimum where we should be that's a good start and i hope that that continues to grow but uh, you know I, I want the quality of the ad to be good everywhere whether it's first run whether it's on streaming whether i watch it later on demand i want it to be available and i want it to be good and honestly but no No. but here's the problem sean is that the audio description is not part of the production as it stands now it's all after the fact they film the show they do the show and then they they contract a vendor for the lack of a better word or a company that then has their narrators they write the script they narrate it and then they send it off to the to the you know to the movie company and right now i guess that works but i want it to be as you said more of the part of the production itself i want it if well even if not in-house just part of the process not at the end as i hesitate to say an afterthought but as an afterthought i don't want it to be you know, the last thing that they do. I want it to be part of the process. If they want to hire a company like WGBH or other companies uh, as third parties, because that's what they do. That's what they're good at is writing these scripts and hiring good narrators that do this for a living. Great. that They should do that. They should get people that are professionals at this, but have it be part of the process, not completely at the end of the entire production process. Let's uh, let's leave the final word on this with uh, one of our listeners who's got in touch on phone this week and left us this message. Hello, this is Tiffany with a message for Double Tap Canada. You can play this on your show. Um, first of all, I really agree with Stephen's rant about the audio description. You know, if it's available in one place, it should be available in another. I mean, it's, you know, ridiculous. Exactly. I don't see the need in remaking it in another country when that's already been done. Um, and uh, this week you were talking about new tech that you guys have, and I wanted to mention something that I have. It's a um, wireless charging stand. I got it's the Anchor Power Wave. It oh. is a stand. It's not much wider than the back of that iPhone 8. There's a little bit of a lip at the bottom, so you just set it on the stand, and it starts charging. It's actually awesome. Uh, about $10 on Amazon. Well, there you go. Thank you, Tiffany. Uh, yes, Sean, get one of those, because you were saying last week that these wireless chargers are terrible. No, 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 I wasn't. I was saying I, I had a love-hate relationship with it. I absolutely think they yeah, work you said it was amazingly terrible. well, as long as you position it right. And the wireless charging stand is the perfect solution to that, because it can't be positioned in the wrong place. Exactly, which I think, if I'm right in saying to my, I think I said that last week. To which I replied, I've I got one. Thank you. Okay. okay. Sure. Right. Hang on. What? You didn't say you had one of those. What just I have. I've got one. I've got the pad and I've got the wireless charging stand. So why are you not using that? I, I'm using both. Okay. It's just the pad is slightly annoying because it's got to be. I'm not going over it again. Let's move on. You've annoyed me. <laughs> What's wow. New? Yeah. Exactly. What's new? Uh, listen. Keep your What's feedback. New? You got annoyed and, and Stephen was annoying. Anyway. <laughs> well, listen. Keep your uh, emails coming in. Sean, how do people get in touch on email and on Twitter? Ooh. feedback 
at ami.ca and on Twitter you can um, reach us at Double Tap Canada. I love doing this to you because I know you always forget the Double Tap Canada <laughs> bit. It's brilliant. Uh, if you've got a question for us as well, believe it or not, we do have answers to some questions, um, then you can get in touch with us uh, using the hashtag AskDoubleTap. Come and join the fun with us. And if you want to leave a message, uh, you have to tell us, like uh, Tiffany did, let us know that it's okay for us to use your message on air. That's really important for us. Um, because if you don't do that, we can't use it on air. Because that wouldn't be fair, and that would be against the rules. And you know me, guys, I always follow the rules. So, um, <laughs> Sure you do. Yeah. Uh, so, Tim, how do people get in touch on phone? Yeah, they can call us by phone and leave a message at 1-866-509-4545. Uh, okay, well, let us know if it's okay to use your message. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about games. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Twitter, apparently, adding alt text to animated GIFs. GIFs. Yeah. Uh, and the Samsung Unpacked event, I'm already bored. Um, so that's coming up. Uh, but first, we're going to... Um, well, we're actually going to get a contribution from uh, one of our listeners, Stroke Contributors, who's been uh, on the show before. He's been on Double Tap TV as well. He is Robin Christofferson. Uh, who has got in touch with us, guys, because we were talking last week about recording and we were talking about the different things we use and all of that. He wanted to add something to the conversation. Robin. Hey, guys. In last week's episode, you guys were talking about good solutions for recording on the go and then creating podcasts. And I just want to tell you how I do it with my dot to dot daily podcast. It's got to be efficient and that way I can get one out every single day. So I use a really good app called Rec Up. It used to be called Dropvox, one word, uh, but now it's called R-E-C space U-P. And it's super simple. All it does is record something and dump it in a Dropbox folder. I often need to do demos down in the kitchen, for example, where it's not piped straight into my mixer and I would be using this app. That's for sure. So I've got my iPhone open here. Let's put focus on the app. Rec up. I'm going to do a two finger double tap to turn off speech. Speech off. And that way, when I double tap on this, it will start recording and there won't be anything coming out of the speaker to get into the recording. And when I'm finished, I'm just going to press the home button. This is Robin. I'm doing a quick demo for the Double Tap Canada guys. I'm going to ask the A-Lady what her favourite podcast is. Alexa, what's your favourite podcast? Why it's Double Tap Canada, of course. Wow, there you go, guys. I knew she had good taste. So that's the end of this really quick episode. And that noise was me hitting the home button at the end there. So I got no voiceover intrusion into the recording. And guess what? It's just going to pop up instantaneously in my folder on my computer. So let's go there. We're now back at the computer and we are in the Dropbox Dropbox folder. Yours may well be called RecUp if you have bought the app more recently and we have created a file dv-2020-02-0 great big long mp3 file it automatically appeared there instantly we closed the app and i'm not going to open it i'm going to do a shift f10 and then open with audacity context menu c open with submenu h a audacity registered sign cross dash platform sound editor a leaving menus audacity importing mp3 files dialogue dv-202 I'll just hush it up. So it's opened it up in Audacity. And if I hit space, this is Robin. I'm doing it. That's the file. 
Now we're going to quickly add in the intro and outro for the dot to dot podcast. And for that, I have created an Audacity file, which is a dot AUP file, A-U-P, which will include the intro and the outro on it. Now, if you create anything in Audacity and just hit Control S, you will get a .aup file. And the brilliant thing about that is that it will stay exactly as it was when you saved it. And I'll show you why that's important. Dropbox. So this is called intro 1k plus b. Intro 1k plus b dot op. Don't ask. And I'll open that in Audacity with enter. Track view table. Table demo select on row. Now, I would encourage everyone that is going to create a podcast to do this, to create a file which just allows you to paste in your new episode each time and it will automatically put the beginning and the end on the podcast. Now, what I've got here is a file which has got both the intro and the outro on it with the cursor placed in the middle where you can insert your podcast. In fact, I've got even more than that. If I do a spacebar, what you've actually got selected there is a little sound effect, which I use to mask over the A-Lady name in my podcast. I won't do that now for time purposes, but it's handy there. I can just do a copy to the clipboard there and I'll have it handy for when I'm editing out that word. But I'm going to leave it there because when I do a paste in a moment, it will replace that sound effect with the podcast anyway. So let's go back to the other one. DV-2020. So here is the recording we did a moment ago. This is Robin. I'm doing a quick. Let's do a control A and a copy. We'll go back to the other Audacity file. Intro 1K plus. I'll do a paste. Pasted. And now I'm going to go right back to the beginning and you will hear the recording has been placed right in the middle of this very short dot to dot episode, especially made for the people at Double Tap Canada. Let's hit spacebar. Dot to dot. A new skill every day. In five minutes. This is Robin. I'm doing a quick demo for the Double Tap Canada guys. I'm going to ask the A-Lady what her favourite podcast is. Alexa, what's your favourite podcast? Why it's Double Tap Canada, of course. Wow, there you go, guys. I knew she had good taste. So that's the end of this really quick episode. Feedback, comments, demos. The dot to dot podcast at gmail.com. Briefcast.fm. So there you go, a really quick demo of RecUp and Audacity for creating podcasts. I hope that's helpful. I know there are other really good apps like voice memos and just press record that can also drop a file instantly into a cloud sharing solution. But I just think this is brilliant. It's the only one I know of that will start recording as soon as you open the app and will stop as soon as you hit the home button. Brilliant. Back to you guys. Wow, that is some fast Ooh. editing going on there. I don't know where to why start. Is, why is he not doing the show? I don't understand it. It takes me about four <laughs> weeks. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, I tell you, that is that is so clever what he's doing there, and he's doing something really simple. And obviously, he's doing that podcast every day, so he wants to you know make it a simple process. And Robin's completely blind as well, so you know he's not cheating and using any eyes for that one. Um, that's 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 pretty impressive. I've got to give it to him on that one, uh, Robin. Thank you so much for getting in touch with that. We've got more of your voicemails to come, more of your emails as well. Lots of conversation about what's in your drawers. Uh, yeah, wow. I mean, I can't believe people are offering this information up freely. 
I'm kind of <laughs> horrified if I'm honest. What have you started, Stephen? I have oh, no have idea. Uh, stick around, lots more conversation coming. Hey, Double Tappers, get in touch with the show by emailing feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Wow, thing, I think I love you. But I want to know for sure. Come on, hold me tight. I love you. Okay, we're rocking out here. Oh, is that not great? Oh, that is cool, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, this is this is our kind of tenuous link into the bit about a game called Ever Wild. Game. See oh, what we did good. there? See oh, what we did oh, there? Clever. there. <sighs> Honestly, this took at least three seconds to come up with. But, uh, yeah, Search I've been for Wild. Yeah, that, that was, I came out. some organisation. <laughs> <laughs> in a Spotify. Uh, right, what's got the word wild in it? That'll do fine. Uh, but yeah, we are talking about the Ever Wild game. Be- okay, shut that up now. I'm bored of it. Uh, so let's, let's <laughs> talk a bit about this because I was going to play the trailer in. Uh, but before we do, maybe one of you want to explain what this game is and, and why we're talking about it? Any, you know, anyone who would maybe like yeah, to. Yeah, go, go on, Tim. Yeah, go on, Tim. Oh, 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 okay, I guess I, I don't know that I can explain what it is because it's not quite released yet, but it is a game that is, well, stop. It is a game being put out by a mainstream game developer that's been around for a while, so I think that's the important part of this. They've made their trailer accessible, as you mentioned, we'll hear in a moment, because they've added audio description to it. Again, this is a mainstream video game by a mainstream publisher. Uh, Like I said, I've been playing games. They played, what was it, Primal Rage, I think they made like 20-some years ago. And and they've been making a lot of really great games since. And they have made a commitment to accessibility. And, you know, like I said, putting uh, accessibility in their games themselves going forward, especially with this Everwild game. And I love it. I applaud it. Anytime a mainstream company says, you know what, we're going to make the game accessible, and then they put out a trailer for the game that has voice or has uh, audio description, y- yeah, sign me up. I'm, I'm all about supporting that company. So that's what we're looking at here with Rare uh, is the name of the company. Shall we hear the trailer then? So this is an audio described trailer. Yeah, let's play it in. Yes, it is. The logo for Rare. A deer-like animal stands proudly on a rocky outcrop. Golden sunbeams shine through the trees, illuminating grasslands full of life. Small mammals hop and glide through patches of flowers, followed by a herd of the deer-like animals. The deer-like animal on the rock rears up and joins its herd. In woodland, a woman in a blue robe beckons for her companions to follow her. The robed woman runs through a sea of pink wildflowers, stands with her companions and watches an immense flock of birds fly across a valley. In a misty glade of fungi-coated trees, a deer-like animal sits down. It looks up at the sun and unfurls fungi-covered antlers. The robed woman climbs a steep riverbank by a moonlit river. Her companion offers her a hand up. Boar-like animals drink from the river, while the robed figures carefully gather berries. Another boar-like animal dozes, while its young nuzzle against it. 
The robed figures approach a cave watched over by ghost-like creatures. Inside, a puma-like animal watches them intently. In the shadow of a ruin, the robed figures walk cautiously through woodland. A pair of deer-like animals look up. The blue-robed woman motions for her companions to stay back as she approaches the closest animal. The sun highlights a silver scar that runs across her face. She closes her eyes as she reaches to touch the animal. Everwild. Oh, that's scary stuff. I must admit, she, you know, that was interesting hearing that audio described. She could have read it more or less like she was reading the starters on a menu, but at the same token, oh, you know. It's, never happy, never oh, happy. Did it make you hungry? Well, yeah, most things do, in fairness, yeah. Uh, I heard animal She wasn't names. describing venison. That's not quite what she was Ah, uh, you haven't been out for deer. a meal with me recently. Come on, yes, um, that's right. but no, <laughs> listen, I, that is yeah. that's good, and I like that. So, what are we getting from this? That the description of the the trailers out, but is that suggesting the game is going to be described in some way? Well, you see, is... that's the trouble, though, isn't it? Because okay, I don't want to put a downer on any of this because, as you said, Tim, they got to be applauded for. They've come out and said that all their games from now on are going to be far more inclusive. And with that, they released the Audio Describe trailer, and all their trailers for every game now is going to have a version with audio description. Fantastic. They also uh, came out with the adaptive controller for the Xbox. Um, so fantastic work. But I'm just worried that people's expectations are going to be too high here. Uh, because how do you make this game, or any game for that point, truly accessible to people with no vision because it totally changes the game's mechanics yeah and that is so important to the the very core of of a video game so i'm slightly worried about people getting overexcited by this of course for people with low vision or some vision you know there's lots that they can do to make it more inclusive and they need to be applauded for that but i just wonder what this actually means because they haven't as far as i know maybe tim you know different they haven't actually said what the features are going to be to make it more inclusive yeah, to my uh, knowledge, everything I've read about so far, it just says inclusive and accessible. But what will that mean? Will there be uh, in-game, you know, not just description, but some sort of screen reader type of thing to tell you what's going on? You know, what what are is it going to describe things? You know, what's what's exactly the definition of inclusive here? We don't quite know yet. However, I do know that there are a couple of game companies that do visual and video games that are looking into this and making their games more accessible. Uh, we've talked about that, you know, the uh, pitch black is one that they're working on. Yeah, uh, there's right. another one called the veil. And these are going to be visual games coming out pro- possibly even for Xbox, PlayStation, you know, and your uh, home PC that will have some sort of accessibility built in so that we can play them. And I'm interested in this. I'm cautiously optimistic. I- I'm not going to raise my expectations too high, just like you said, Sean, but if there's any way that they can make it where a blind person can get into this game and navigate the world of it, you know, the 3D aspect of it, interact with the characters and, and know what the, the you know, any of the text is on screen, if they're going to make that anywhere close to accessible for us to play, I'm all in. And, and so far with, the, you know, with what they've said, even though it's very little, and this trailer... I'm I'm happy with them so far, but I am cautiously optimistic, so we shall see. Yeah, yeah, we shall uh, see what happens. Okay, let's talk about uh, Twitter, because they're in the news this week after announcing that they are adding alt text to animated GIFs. Sean Priest, what does that mean? 
well, apart from being the most boring topic ever, it sounds like it, but actually it is important. You wrote about it on the website. So I know, and I know, you told because... us about it, and you got all excited about it. Now you don't care about it. No, no, I said it sounds boring. It is, in fact, important because it is all about that inclusiveness again, using these buzzwords. But it is because social media is awash with images and animated GIFs. So Twitter has had for the last, I don't know how many years, the ability to add alt text, you know, a descriptive comment that describes what the actual image is in a post. They've had that ability, but now they've expanded that to include animated GIFs, so those short video clips that loads of people use for, you know, taking the mick out of politicians or whatever meme is currently going around. And now you can add your own alt text description to whatever you post, which is good. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but anything that helps us get more involved and we don't feel left out, you know, we, what's that about? It's just an image. I have no idea. I think it's a, it's a good thing. For once, I'm going to be the one to have one small problem with this. Uh, I know, shocking, because I love it. I think it's great when they did it the first time with images. Uh, when we talked about it then, I was very excited about it. And, and I think it's a good thing to let people describe any image and now uh, animated GIFs that they put on Twitter. However, to turn this feature on, you have to go into the settings and under accessibility and check a box to turn it on. If you don't know it's there, if you're a sighted person who would do this if you only knew, or, or of course anybody for that matter, but especially a sighted person that would do it, but you don't know about it, it's not on still by default. And for me personally, I wish it was just on by default so that when you did a new tweet and you were typing away and you add an image, honestly, I think it should just pop up with a box that says, describe this image. I don't know why you have to go into accessibility no, no, no. settings to turn it on. Everybody should have the availability to see that box and, and decide whether they're going to describe it or not without having to know to turn it on first. No, 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 Tim. How dare oh. you? You made a, a incredibly what? good point and I totally agree with you. Oh, okay. That's good. really Thank upset you me. No, you're okay. absolutely right. Why it's not on by default is, is a mystery. I don't get, I don't get that. I don't get it at all. Um, but yes, it is out, and uh, you can do it now, which is good news. Uh, so that is good. There's other stuff going on this week as well. Uh, Tim, I know you're excited by this. I think we've had these guys on the show before. Uh, the uh, Envision America guys, uh, we were talking with them about the Script Talk app, and now there's a major Canadian pharmacy chain that's partnered up with them. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Envision America, who we have actually talked to and about uh, many times in the past, they have all kinds of different uh, things that they do. One has been a hardware solution for this so that you put your prescription bottle uh, with the label on a hardware device and it will read to you all the information about that prescription. And they've been working on a uh, an app for smartphones called Script Talk, like you said. It's been on Android for quite a while. And within the last couple of months, they, we, the, yeah, sure. Uh, within the last couple <laughs> of months, they did, release, <laughs> they did release the app for iOS as well. And I, I've used it and, and played with it a little bit. And it is fantastic. Unfortunately, the pharmacy I go to regularly isn't partnered with them. But the nice thing is I'm well, but I'm working on that between the pharmacy and Envision America themselves. They are really good about talking to your pharmacy and getting partnered up with them and getting them included to use these labels because you can scan a barcode. They also offer other options that aren't scannable that are, you know, braille and, and large print. 
And now Script Talk has come to Canada. So uh, one of the largest pharmacies in Canada, oh, it's just escaped me. Is it M- Empire or M? Yeah, Empire. Empire. Oh, good. I, I got it. Yay. Well done. Uh, Empire, uh, one of the largest pharmacies in Canada, has partnered with Envision America to offer Script Talk labels to their uh, to their their. Um, to their customers, excuse me, my voice is trying to go away. Um, and uh, and uh, so basically, if you download the Script Talk app for iOS or Android, you will see in there under the list of pharmacies that Empire is included. You go to your local pharmacy, they'll get you all set up. And yeah, they'll, they'll get the labels printed from, from Envision America. And so you scan that label with the, with the app. And it'll tell you the doctor information, the the dosage, the you know how many how much uh, should you take and when, and you know when the refills are and how many refills and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can scan and get that information from the bottle rather than wondering because you know all the bottles sometimes feel the same or, or very similar. Yeah, you, you know, especially if you're a person who unfortunately has to take multiple prescriptions, this is a huge game changer. Mm, okay. Well, uh, again, watch with interest. I mean, it can, this is one of those things that can only help. So, you know, oh, it's yeah. only going to be a good thing for sure. Um, okay. All right. Well, looking forward to that uh, when it arrives in the UK. Never. <laughs> uh, yeah. Canadians, Americans always get it first. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Samsung. Uh, you, Sean Priest, were tasked with the job of watching the event, which I'll be honest, I didn't watch. I was out, as you know, of the country this week, so I didn't get a chance to. But I did contact oh, you and say, uh, hey, Sean, uh, yeah. I see watching the Unpacked event. And uh, yeah, so your job now is to tell us all about it. Was it great? He, he, it he was. watched the seven-minute highlight videos. No, of course he did. No. Yeah, he did. No. I know he did. I actually, no. no. If you check the timestamp on the article I put up, it was directly afterwards. Well, maybe. Oh then. well. Was well, it, you no. see directly afterwards? How many hours afterwards? Hey, <laughs> I'm an artist, you know. I got the words of my tools, as you know. The, anyway. There are certain letters in that word you're right on. Um, and there are certain Stop ones it. that don't work Stop. on that one. Let- we're running out of time. Stop it. Okay. So the Samsung Unpacked event, there were three main things. We have the next generation of foldable phone from Samsung after the, uh, well, the disappointment, really, that was the Galaxy Fold. Um, it, it really just fell a bit. Some Embarrassment better. more like. But, I mean, it's actually a good phone now. It's just the initial launch was terrible. Anyway, so they've <laughs> launched the Z Flip, the Galaxy Z Flip. And this is uh, really a, a retro throwback to those old flip phones. And when you unflip it, is that the right word? Yep, unflip it. Unflip it's a, it. F- flip it open? Yeah. Okay. No, unflip. No. Excuse me while I unflip it, my phone. Unflip. <laughs> when it's unflipped. <laughs> unflip it's, sounds surrogatory. I don't know why. I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry. When you open the phone, it's a 6.7-inch full screen. And when you flip it closed... It's this tiny little mirror-finished, beautiful-looking, compact design. So, actually... It's a pager. It, that, that, that's yeah. what it looks like. But <laughs> yeah. I really think they've got something with this, this design. I loved flip phones anyway. You know, flip it open to answer a call and slap it shut when you're annoyed with someone to hang up. I really love that that form factor. We won't ask and, which of us you do that with. <laughs> no. It's not the same when you're trying to magic tap on the screen when you're annoyed with you. It's, it's not the same. But... Uh, yeah, I think this is really, really nice. And it was the star of the show, even more so than the S20, the next you know, standard phone that they've done. Right, so but I haven't paid much attention to the S20. What is so great about the S20? 
Um, it's new, and they changed the name. It's not the S11. You know, the last phone was the S10. This one is the S20 because it's a totally new design, they say, but it looks exactly the same. But yeah, as Apple Apple skipped from eight to ten, and Samsung Samsung said, "Hold our beer, we're going to skip ten yes. ten different things in advance." <laughs> we yeah, can do that. Yeah, we can skip one too. We'll skip nine numbers in, in, <laughs> instead of one. But what they focused on, like like the iPhone eleven range, actually, is the camera. It's all about the cameras again. There's three models of S twenties: the the S twenty, the S twenty plus, and the S twenty Ultra. They've all got three camera lenses: the teles uh, what's it called, telephoto, wide angle, and the standard. Um, but the S twenty and the S twenty plus have a sixty four megapixel sensor in them, which is Ooh. just just mad. I'm sure there's some sort of trickery there, but mm. whatever. I mean, it is an impressive number. And the- I love that you've put this down to trickery. Yeah, that's what right. It, well, to be honest, Ooh, it, magic, look, shiny thing. It it's a 16 megapixel sensor that they actually sample, I think, uh, four times. So that's how they actually get that number. But but still, all right, it, Einstein, calm down. Ah, see, you thought I didn't know, but, but, it's but what I want to know, I want to know, Sean, though, because you have some vision. If you did watch this, and if you really truly watched it, mm-hmm. they did say they streamed it mm-hmm. using this phone and its video capabilities i've heard mixed reviews on that did you see it at all what did you think well i don't know if you've noticed him but i'm disabled i I can't actually (laughs) i don't know about the visual quality of it you do have some oh my oh oh this is just typical it's a blind versus partials again isn't it wow (laughs) honestly i'm so sorry i assume you used the little vision you've got left i i should know better. Well, look, it looks no different to watching a Netflix uh, program to me. It looks absolutely fine. So that was really impressive that the entire event was shot and streamed using S20s. Um, but the S20 Ultra goes up to 108 megapixels in that camera and some incredible like 100 times zoom. So the main focus was on the cameras. The hardware was impressive, but you know, a lot of this um, photography now comes down to the artificial intelligence, the, what do they call it, computational photography. It's all about the software. Yep. So whether these high numbers and, and great hardware translates into great pictures, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, it, it was nice, you know. But, again, it was a bit like when they Apple launched the iPhone 11. It was camera, 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 camera. Uh, okay, yeah, well, what about the rest of it? Well, it's a little bit faster. You know, so, yeah, yeah it, it was nice, but very much focused on the cameras. And finally, we had the Galaxy Buds Plus, $149, two drivers, one for the tweeter, one for the base, uh, 11 hours battery life, and with the wireless charging case, another 11 hours in there. Ambient sound, so you can hear your surroundings, because they are in-ear, obviously, but no active noise cancellation. But what? Well, $150. What do you want? Compare that to the Apple, uh, what are they called, the AirPods Pro. You know, I think that's fair enough. Um, they'll do okay, and they, they do come free with the S20 Ultra, which is not surprising as it does cost 1500 bucks. I think it starts at... Wow. That is crazy. That was a rundown, though, wasn't it? But the buds do work with iOS, which perked my ears when I heard it. So I I was interested. They did point that that out specifically. Yeah, they did. Great with iOS. Uh, Yeah, I bet they did. And also, uh, let's not forget the Echo Buds that has active noise cancellation in it, and they are one hundred and twenty nine dollars. So there you go. Just saying. 
still waiting for the mm. review on that, so I don't know. Yeah, the terrible. Yeah, they are terrible. Keep hearing about that. No, oh, was, terrible. was that the review right there? Yeah, Sorry, it, I, I missed it. Yeah. No, they're not, they're not terrible, but I will review them at some point. Um, I, I'm still recovering from using them for the very first time. Uh, because my ear was almost blown out by uh, the squeal that it gave. If you if you don't have them tight in your ear, you've got a problem. Um, that's not good. So yeah, headphones that deafen you. That's interesting. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, l- let's get to some more emails because there's uh, so many emails and voicemails have been coming in, uh, in particular around the subject of uh, last week's conversation on, uh, well, actually the week before that, I think it was, we talked about what's in your drawers. Um, and also, smart lights. I know. I don't know why I always do it that way. Uh, right, no, let's, no get, let's get into our first so voicemail then. Uh, okay, who's there? Hey, Double Tap Canada. It's Ryan from the AT Banter Podcast. Oh. On the last episode, I heard you ask what's in my drawers. So I'm going back to 1997 when I received my first Braille note taker. And here it is. Braille and speak to and ready help one page. And yes, it even still works. Wow. Enter file command. Enter file to create. A-E-F-F-O. Hello, now open. A-E-F-F-O. Space. B-O-U-B-L-E-T-A-P. Space. F-O-L-K-S. Hello, Double Tap Fouts. Hello, Double Tap folks. Yes, it is my Braille and Speak 2000. Changed everything for blindness and Braille note takers. Thanks so much for the show. Love it. Take care. Oh, thank you so much for that. That is amazing. Thank you, Ryan. Probably yeah, the most awesome amazing voice I've ever heard, Ryan, there. You know what it sounded like to me is, as a Doctor Who fan, exterminate. exterminate. <laughs> yeah. That was a Dalek. That was so creepy. I, why, I why was afraid the, that we were about to be killed. Why did the Braille speak of an Irish accent? What was that about? <laughs> Actually, has an Irish accent. Yeah, the, the Canadian Braille speak has a, a creepy yeah. Dalek Irish accent. I don't know. It's just funny. I remember... <laughs> I remember one of those, uh, my friend at school, he had something like that. And that that has taken me back, like, so many years. Uh, uh, so that said, very I thought you were going to say your friend sounded like that. Uh, he didn't, thankfully, but his, his, his braille and speak did, which was uh, was amazing. Uh, okay, thank you so much for that, Ryan. That is That has certainly brought back a few interesting memories for me. Uh, okay, let's go to another voicemail then. Hey there, it's Michael, the Southern Oregon Coast Letter Guesser. This message is for Double Tap Canada. I wanted to drop you guys a quick message, let you all know uh, what's in my shorts. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's worse. Okay, so I was going to go somewhere with that and I decided against it. Anyway, so we've got so many adapters that uh, are in our drawers. And, you know, working in radio, I have um, acquired. So I acquired a um, it's an audio clutch mixing board. It's like a super old mixing board. And then we upgraded our computers to Windows 10, and my boss was like, hey, Michael, do you want the old Windows 7 computer you were using? And I said, sure. And, yeah, I've, I've acquired so much extra stuff working in radio that was in Steve. their drawers. <laughs> anyway, I uh, wanted to drop you guys a quick message. Uh, Sean, I've got a perfect solution for you related to your light issues and the rest of your family. Uh, what we did is we put tape, well, I put tape over the light switches. So my thought behind this is, yes, they might want to hit the light switch and it might be natural, but is it really worth the extra work to take off the tape to turn the light switch off? 
Or will they just start saying, hey, lady, turn off the lights? And what I've heard other people do, I haven't done this myself. It sounds like Scott might be doing that because I tend to hear about some people who use a sensor, a motion sensor, that automatically turns the lights off as people leave the room. So that solution, though it might involve you spending a little bit more money, uh, maybe a <laughs> reasonable solution for avoiding people from hitting the switch. Now, that's enough of this rambling message. Of course, you can use it on the air. I don't know if I said that in the beginning because I rambled too much, and I'm excited to check out Evernote on the Pixel. Wow, okay. <laughs> on the Pixel. <laughs> okay. Right, good luck with it. Uh, okay, Michael, thank you so much for your uh, voicemail. Um, yeah, where do we start with that one, honestly? Uh, we'll skip past Taping the fact... Taping up the... The light switches. Well, we'll skip past the bit he calls me Scott. We'll just move past that. I know, yeah. And uh, we'll <laughs> although just kind of... I had, Although what makes me laugh about that is, Sean, how many times have we heard our own Stephen Scott say he has acquired something from a radio station he has worked at? Never yeah, said that. Right. Fake news. Yeah. The Never word said. acquire, I, I, some, somehow I've It must heard... be a radio thing. It, yeah. it is, I yeah. think. Yeah, all these things that Stephen has acquired over the years. Guys, yeah. unfortunately, we're nearly out of time, so we must move this conversation <laughs> along. Uh, right, let's get one more email in. Uh, Mark's back with us for our final email, and I believe it's a poem. Double Taps resident poet writes, Hi, Stephen, Sean, and Tim. <laughs> It's been a little while, so I thought I'd drop you a line to let you know what I have in my drawers. Hopefully it puts a smile on your faces. There's an ancient Nokia mobile phone that comes complete with talks and portable handheld sat-nav for those who like taking walks. A Bluetooth foldable keyboard that comes in its own little bag and Bluetooth earbuds I only used once because of their terrible lag. A broken Victor reader that's still in pretty good nick. A talking watch with a rooster alarm that gets right on my wick. A dictaphone for taking notes, but I now have an app for that. In the cupboard below, there's some talking scales to remind me that I'm getting fat. There's a squillion mobile chargers and cases of every description and a redundant in-your-pocket device because I didn't renew my subscription. There you go. I've shared with you all and said what I have in my drawers. So come on, all you folks out there, and tell us what's in yours. All the best. Billy Burrow. Hey, hey well done, Billy. 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 Never lets us down. Oh, what a way to end the show. That is absolutely fantastic. Billy, thank you so much for that. I always love a Billy poem. Uh, listen, that is it for our and show. a this... fun follow on Twitter, I might add. Oh, he he's, is. He is so, so funny. Yeah, he is. Uh, guys, that is almost it for our show this week. Uh, please uh, do keep getting in touch with us. It, you know, it really does make our show happen. Also, it makes it easier for us when we're preparing the next one because uh, we don't have to do anything. Um, okay, so, uh, Sean, how do people get in touch on email and on Twitter? Let's see if you can get it right this time. The email address you can reach us at is feedback at ami.ca or why not contact us on Twitter at DoubleTapCanada. Beautiful. That was oh, I know. Wow. not so bad impressed. at all. You think you had rehearsed it. We know you didn't. Uh, okay, Tim, <laughs> how do people get in touch on the phone? What should they do? They should call us at 1-866-509-4545 and leave us a message. Now, I did see earlier uh, that I found a box of our folder actually I, oh. I can't lie here but i did find the box of cds a while back but i, I actually found the folder this. on my computer full of oh, theme no. tunes listen earlier that we started off the show with a team i think next week what we should do is we should sing it right so let's just practice right so it starts off right it starts like that right so what mm. we do is we could do we could do this we could do 
double tap, Canada. No? We're, we're really going to do this live, are we? Yeah. No, we're not going to do it live. No, no. We'll get into the studio and do it properly. That's oh, right, Sean, sure, because that's, okay. that's I'm Jay-Z all of a sudden. I'm going to produce this with Beyonce. <laughs> That'll be you, by the I'm way. I'm glad it would be next week because my throat can't handle it this week. Yeah, but I think we should do that next week. I think we should do okay. that. But I think it's appropriate sure. we should leave the show on a theme I'll tune. I'll bring him in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, uh, next, uh, we're, we're going to do this, but we'll do that next week. But I think this week to finish the show, we need an appropriate theme tune after the wonderful emails we've got uh, and the great conversation we've had. I think we've got to leave with an appropriate theme theme tune so this is it guys thank you for being a friend oh isn't that lovely classic oh there you go i think i'm sophia (laughs) yes you would be sophia there's not a question So you can get in touch and tell us what theme tunes we should be using on our show uh, to represent us as double tappers. Yeah, no, I think we should. I think we should. You've got the ways to get in touch. You really? Yeah, why not? Uh, Guys, we'll be back next week with another show. Thanks for listening. Uh, Sean and Tim, bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.